Our free agency preview continues as we look at the Denver Broncos linebacker position. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of free agents online. Which players should the Denver Broncos resign? Which ones should they move forward from? And if they look to some other team, which players might they target? You get that and much more today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Benninger. Both of us, we cover the Denver Broncos for the Lockdown Network and Nine News. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. You can get this podcast free and available everywhere you get your podcast. Plus, you can watch us in video format on YouTube. All you gotta do is hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications so you never miss out on a day's worth of Denver Broncos news content coverage every single day all year long because for the true fan there is never an offseason Sarah my friend hey it's great to, to see you here we're uh, you know Super Bowl's just a few days away LA's been popping got some really good interviews coming up and uh, obviously a couple Broncos players that obviously I'll share these interviews probably next week that I get once we get the footage man but how you doing brother I'm doing great, Cody. I'm doing really great. It's so cool that you're getting to experience all that and getting to be there in the thick of it at Radio Row. And gosh, that's just awesome. That's so cool. And here I am. It's it, I'm in Omaha and we're celebrating like 50 degree weather all week. So it's a hey. little bit of a different celebration here. But man, I'm excited for you. And I can't wait to hear you know about all these interviews and the players you're talking to, the former and current. And it's just awesome, man. No, dude, there's a lot to break down. And obviously, you know, next year, you know, if the Broncos get to playoffs, we'll be here, sir. You'll be coming along with me, man. So I see a lot of great stuff that we get to break down here on Lockdown Broncos. But ladies and gentlemen, let's continue with our free agency preview. You've been getting that all week long. Yesterday's episode was all about the quarterback position. But now we're going to focus on another important position. That's the linebacker position here for the Denver Broncos, sir. And I, I think when we go back and we look at 2021 in review, we had thought, okay, hey, third year Vic Fangio defense, you know, you've got Alexander Johnson, you've got Josie Jewell plugged in. And, and the conversation has always been that, hey, the Broncos still need one of these coverage linebackers. Uh, but Josie Jewell started off the season really well for the Broncos. And then it only lasted two weeks because in week two, because the Broncos didn't trust a lot of their young guys on special teams, they put Josie Jewell out there on punt and he went down, blew up the punt returner. And he tore his pec at the same time. And that ended his season. Alexander Johnson, torn pectoral in week five against the Las Vegas Raiders, trying to cover Kenyon Drake on an out route there. And then it just pulled off. So the Broncos lose their two starting inside linebackers literally within the first six weeks of the season. Sarah, we go back and we remember that Cleveland Browns Thursday night game. The Broncos were literally down to practice squad linebackers. And that's when Dearness Johnson, of all people, ran wild on the Broncos. And everyone's sitting like, oh my goodness, this is just, this was the free fall of the season for Denver and it really started with the linebacker injuries there uh, you know so your thoughts initially on how, how everything started you know I, I think uh first of all torn pectoral sounds like one of the worst possible things that could happen to you on a in a football game I mean that just sounds like that just sounds so terrible <laughs> so uh for me Cody I really was disappointed obviously to see Josie and and Alexander Johnson go down with season-ending injuries I mean that was the duo that I didn't know if like they were competing for one contract extension or if they're both competing to potentially get re-signed I mean 
you, you kind of had that hope in the back of your mind as you went into the season, like maybe they'll play well enough that the Broncos will have to re-sign both guys. But then you had those injuries, and then that changes everything. I mean, it completely changes everything because guys step in, guys step up, and you're right. As of that Cleveland game, it didn't feel like anyone was going to be stepping up, did it? I mean, Curtis Robinson, who played a lot in that game, he didn't even end up on the practice squad by the end of the year. The Broncos cut cut loose uh, their ties with him completely. So kind of a, a crazy turn of events, but you're you're right. I mean, that those injuries, they changed the entire outlook for this position group. I think not only just last season, but potentially even going forward because now you have questions about scheme fit going forward, who was better for Vic Fangio, who might be better for the new defensive coordinator. It's going to be really, really interesting to see how the Broncos approach this because, man, they've got big decisions to make. Big decisions as well. And you mentioned like they ended the season with Kenny Young, Baron Browning, Jonas Griffith, who was obviously a great pickup there by George Payton, a young guy that you can really kind of develop and really refine and work on here. But I'll also say too, it really the tone for linebackers all season long, Sarah, injuries impacted the position. And you know how hard it is just to get an evaluation on guys. But man, when we saw Kenny Young first come in, it was an instant impact. When both he and Baron Browning were on the field together at the same exact time, I mean, the Broncos defense was cooking. And then obviously those guys dealt with some injuries and Kenny Young missed the, you know, the remainder of the season due to a concussion, didn't get a play. But Baron Browning was a guy that really emerged out of nowhere. And that was awesome to see, right? Because during the NFL draft, everybody was just beside themselves that the Broncos were able to get him with the last pick of day two of the NFL draft. I mean, man. They, they were able to get a guy who ranks among the best of the last 30 years in terms of relative athletic score. And Baron Browning was an interesting guy because remember going back to the pre-draft process for the 2021 NFL draft, Cody, so many Broncos fans were wondering, well, at pick number nine, do you take Micah Parsons or do you take Pat Sertan or do you take a quarterback? And for my money, Cody, I was watching Micah Parsons and I was watching Baron Browning and I'm thinking to myself, man, if you really love Micah Parsons, you could get a similar type of guy in Baron Browning, maybe a round or apparently two rounds, almost three full rounds later. So I really love that pickup. And it was cool to see him really emerge because he came into the NFL. A lot of people talking about, man, he's just, he's a bit raw. That's why he lasted to late day two of the draft, right? So you get a guy who's a bit raw, but super talented athletically. Then to see him out there playing so instinctively and to see him flying around and flying to the football fast, obviously he wasn't perfect, right? But man, he he made a huge impression. And I feel I feel really good about him being one of the penned in starters for 2022 at this point. Well, what do the Denver Broncos do next at the linebacker position? Ladies and gentlemen, they have some unrestricted free agents and some tough decisions that George Payton and company, they have to make. Sarah Bedger and myself, we're going to talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you about the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. That's our friends over there at the Get Upside app in Broncos country. There's an incredible app where everyone who buys gas, they need to know about it. It's Get Upside. Listeners of Lockdown Broncos earn a cash back for every gallon of gas every single time that they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. 
Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much to $200 to $300 a year in cash back. And there is no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account, and you can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. All you got to do is download the free GetUpside app. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. All right, so getting into the second half action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. We're going to do a little bit of swipe left, swipe right here. You know, who should the Broncos bring back here in free agency? Obviously, a brand-new coaching regime, right? And so for George Payton, he went out and he got Vic Fangio, got him Kenny Young, got him some of these guys that he would need. And obviously, you look at placeholders from the last regime. You have Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell. These guys are unrestricted free agents entering the 2022 free agency period, which kicks off next month. We have free agency frenzy coverage here, locked on Broncos and all across the locked on network for that. Then they have a restricted agent and another pickup they got in Micah Kaiser. So let's start off with the, the top players here first, unrestricted free agents, Alexander Johnson, Sarah Bettinger. If you had to choose, if you're George Payton, would you swipe left or would you swipe right? Would you bring him back into the fray for another year with a brand new coaching regime? Cody, I'm going to sound so stupid here because I've never been on a dating app, so I have no idea which one is which. I think for me, Alexander Johnson, I would let him test free agency. So is that is that swipe left? If I, I Yes. Is that correct? Okay, okay, yes. all right. All right, so that's what I would do with Alexander Johnson. And, and of course, like everybody, you know, was in love with him back in the 2019 season. He had a breakout year, 2020, he kind of showed – a little bit of maybe regression, but at the same time, I think he played tough and he, and he was solid. So in 2022 now, Baron Browning, I think, is is set to take the role that he previously had. So that's just the way that I see it. And Alexander Johnson, obviously, he was a bit older coming into the league. I feel like the Broncos got some good years out of him. And now you've got Browning coming up behind, Jonas Griffith as well. To me, Cody, he's a swipe left in terms of you know whether or not you bring this guy back. I don't know if you agree with me on that, but I feel like that's just kind of where I stand with him in terms of the two uh, starters going into last season. You know, for me, I still feel like a lot of the conversation around who you bring back revolves quite, you know, quite frankly, around Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell. But with a brand new coaching staff, it really kind of puts things into question. You know, for me, I look at Alexander Johnson. He's the energetic guy. But I think a lot of people fail to realize Alexander Johnson, he's on the older side. Like when you look at all the free agents and everything like that, everyone always like, remember when Todd Davis was on the roster? And it was like, oh, Todd Davis old. Todd Davis was younger than Alexander Johnson. I don't, I don't think many people remember that but you know yeah. for alexander johnson i think he wants to be back in denver but you know he's gonna have his options mm -hmm. I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see him maybe end up maybe wherever vic fangio lands as the next defensive coordinator for an organization um you know i think a lot of it does depend too because i do remember vic fangio being very critical that you know alexander johnson he needs to do a he needs to have, like he said, this fine line between, you know, kind of roaming, but also doing what the coaches tell him to do. So there's like some freelancing out there. And so that was a comment that really caught him off guard. I remember the whole buildup last year. But, you know, for AJ, you know, it's unfortunate because he's he's the energetic guy on the defense, right? You, you, you build off of that. But unfortunately, I think you look at the new regime and obviously what the Broncos need, especially in the AFC West, you need the coverage dynamic with the guys that can play against the run. And I'm not sure Alexander Johnson provides that coverage dynamic. Dynamic because a couple times this year, the Broncos put him in some one-on-ones against tailbacks, and he did struggle in that facet. So there is that. But let's get to his counterpart here. Josie 
Josie Jewell looks there. I, uh, you know, I think Josie Jewell was a surprise because a couple of years ago we were all talking about it on podcasts, like, you know, we were projecting whether or not he was going to make the roster, I think, going into 2019. And all of a sudden he's emerged at the starter. And then really last year, man, he got off to a hot start. I mean, in that New York Giants game, he was all over. And then in the Jacksonville game before his injury, he was flying around. Like to a point, I was like, man, he is playing really good football. Like one of the best Broncos defensive players at the time through the first two weeks. And then you have the tragic injury. And it's just like, man, where do you go from here? Like that, Sarah, that would to me, I think was the hard part. So I think for me, I'm hard pressed here, Sarah. Like for me, I personally, I'm a swipe right on Josie Jewel. I'm gonna bring him back to Denver because I think he's a he's a glue guy here, part of this defensive nucleus. And he's proven, look, the carryover is gonna be probably the same, the same type of defense, different terminology. I'd bring Josie back just for that dynamic that he provides as a leader, but not to mention he is that true Mike linebacker. I really would as well, Cody. I think in the 2020 season, people forget because the team wasn't having much success at all, people forget that Josie was one of the most improved players on the team in 2020. And so coming into 2021, it was kind of like, yeah, we, we would love to have a guy like Micah Parsons who's you know a freak 6'3", 250, who can run a 4'3", something in the 40-yard dash. Josie Jewell is not that kind of guy, but he is the kind of guy who plays extremely fast. You know me. I'm an Iowa Hawkeyes guy. I watched every single yes, game sir. Josie played in college. I watched every single game, and I was pounding the table for Josie Jewell in the draft in 2018. I was I was all about it, and so not that not that I'm not willing to admit failure, but I don't think that this is that's the case. I don't think an injury to the pectoral necessarily means well. I guess whatever progress Josie Jewell had made is just. It's gone with the wind at this point. No, I think that Josie Jewell is, again, a a player worth putting into your starting lineup next season. Of course, it all depends on what the Broncos feel about both Baron Browning and Jonas Griffith based on what they showed down the stretch last season. I do feel like you could sign Josie Jewell to a one- or two-year contract and really allow him to kind of, hey, you want to come back on a one-year deal and, and try to hit free agency again and see if you can't, you know, beat what you did in 2020 in terms of production because we saw a number of things being unlocked with him namely I mean his blitzing abilities we didn't even yeah. see that at Iowa hardly at all so he he showed some really really good stuff as a pass rusher coming up the 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 a gap and really and just being effective in that way but we also I think we saw improvement in him in coverage as well so definitely Josie for me I agree with you he's a guy that I would swipe right on even if it's on a short-term deal and I would put him into the starting lineup next to Baron Browning, and I'd feel really good about it going into next season. I'm eager to hear how Broncos country feels about that. Let's get to our next unrestricted free agent. He was a trade acquisition, Kenny Young, coming over from the L.A. Rams. Now, Sarah, as a zero Everell, aims to be the next defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos after the Super Bowl. Part of me wonders if this increases the chances of Kenny Young staying, because from what I have been told, Kenny Young you know, said that he would more than likely stay if, in fact, Vic Fangio was not the guy, was not the coach anymore. So now that Vic is out from things that I've heard, does that increase the likelihood of Kenny Young staying? Not to mention, you know, Aviro works in the passing game. Like, he works with that. So there's things that even a guy like Kenny Young has to be there for defensive installs back at his time with the Los Angeles Rams. Or is he looking to go back elsewhere? I mean, the Rams are going to have a new influx of money coming in. They're going to restructure some contracts. But I, I think ideally I would like Kenny Young to stay because I feel like once we saw, like with he and Baron Browning together, 
I mean, Sarah, that right there, that duo was unbelievable. And they were fun to watch. Now, they were still trying to figure out everything. And you could tell that they were like, okay, hey, you know, we're trying to get on the same page here. But even them trying to get on the same page looked ridiculous. And I think the Dallas Cowboys game is a prime example of that. Kenny Young, are you bringing him back? I would try to. I definitely would. I mean, it's hard to know. Like, if you if you want to bring back Josie, can you also bring back Kenny Young? But we've seen yeah. – how many times have we seen George Payton – do uh, do a double up at these different positions yeah. right i mean he's kind of done it all over the place he did it last year at, you could i mean you could go any number of positions running back javante williams and mike boone offensive tackle you know he went and got cam fleming and bobby massey he did it at a variety of different positions obviously cornerback is the number one example right where he got fuller and darby and then pat sertan in the draft i mean he likes to double and even triple up at certain positions so Based on what we saw this past season at the linebacker position, do you really think that George Payton is not going to overemphasize <laughs> that spot and get guys with experience out there so he doesn't have to make a midseason trade again next year? I feel like Kenny Young is the type of guy that, look, I mean, maybe he's going to want to see this whole thing through with the Denver Broncos after they pulled him from the Rams who are playing in the Super Bowl. I mean, you get you can't help but wonder if Kenny Young is just sitting there this week just with his with his chin in his hands just like, man. I can't. I, I could. I could be there. I could be there at Radio Road talking to Cody Rourke, you know, about the about playing in this game. But man, I feel like you got to bring him back. You got to kind of reward him, so to speak, for for being yeah. such a good good sport about that trade. And, and not only that, I, I think you're right. The highest level of linebacker play that I feel like we've seen from the Broncos was that game against the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they were flying all over the field, playing outstanding in coverage, and I would love to see that back again. I think Kenny Young deserves to be back, even again if it's on a short-term deal. And I think, uh, you know, with Eviro uh, coming from the Rams, you can't help but wonder if that's just like the perfect pieces falling into place for him to do that. Well, and one thing, too, if the Rams win, he should get a Super Bowl ring, I believe, because he's with them for seven games. I mean, how cool is that? Like, you know, oh, yeah, I contributed early part of the season. You know, I get a Super Bowl ring, but I feel like it feels so different. But then again, that's just me. I'm not I'm not getting the big fancy Super Bowl ring if the team wins. You know, I, I'd love a Super Bowl ring. I think they're fantastic. Mm -hmm. the, the amount of design that goes into it. You know, real quick here, we'll touch on this. Micah Kaiser, obviously a restricted free agent. The Broncos are going to have options and flexibility to retain him. I think you have to have linebacker depth. And, and obviously with the new coaching staff, you have to wonder about guys like Justin Sternod. What does it mean for them? What does it mean for guys on the back end? Because they've rotated through so many guys. Guys, and as we saw, Sarah, I mean, you can't have enough linebackers. The Broncos went through so many last year due to injury. I think that George Payton, they're probably going to go four to five deep here once again and have that. Who's that four to five deep going to be? That right there is the biggest question. But ladies and gentlemen, coming up here in just a moment, well, Sarah Benninger and myself, we talk about some potential free agent options from other teams. If the Broncos don't bring back Alexander Johnson, Josie Joe, or Kenny Young, who could they look to from other teams? You get that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about BetOnline.net. Ladies and gentlemen, the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. BetOnline has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game here in just a few days at SoFi Stadium. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute information on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
All right, sir, as we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos here on the Lockdown Podcast. And once again, Broncos country, thank you so much for making this your first listen of the day every single day, taking a look at some free agent options from other teams that the Broncos decide to look at. Sarah, I couldn't quite help. Like when I went to spot track and I was looking at upcoming free agents, I had to filter it by age a little bit. I feel like age at this point matters, especially for inside linebackers. So anything over, over 30, 31, I was like, eh, I'm going to kind of stay away from here. But there was an interesting name that had popped up kind of been a great renaissance project in new orleans quan alexander uh, you know a guy that just a year and a half ago tore his achilles came back uh, and has been a very stable part of what the new orleans saints defense a really good defense by the way what they want to do how would you feel about quan alexander maybe coming to denver well i know there's a bunch of people in our predominantly orange chat that would love quan alexander coming to denver i think it would be cool you know he's he's got big time speed Obviously, that's something that you need to have in today's NFL speed, and you got to be able to cover. You got to play all three downs, and Quan Alexander has been able to do that. And he's played on some pretty darn good defenses the past few years. So I would definitely be open to that idea. Like you said, my personal brand of free agency, Cody, is is really not thirty and up. That's really not my brand of free agency. I'm I'm more looking at guys that are twenty eight and under. Because when you're getting into free agency, especially at positions like linebacker, you have to wonder about guys and just the wear and tear on their bodies, like playing beyond the age of 30. That's a that's a tough ask of anybody. I know I, I know there's a big list of free agent linebackers this year. I've got one guy on my personal list, Cody, that I didn't add to our show notes, but Anthony Barr of the Minnesota Vikings. He, he really reaches right at that threshold of – being, uh, you know, he's almost 30 years old. So do you, yeah. do you take a guy like Anthony Barr who has history with George Payton and obviously Payton was part of drafting him when he was with the Vikings and then re-signing him after he spent that, you know, I think it was like a day uh, having agreed to a contract with the New York Jets that, that they ended up taking off the table. And so I think Anthony Barr is another guy for sure for me. And I, and I know on our list here we've got guys like Reggie Ragland, Christian Kirksey, guys yeah. who could be solid starters for you. Where do you stand on those two guys in particular as being options to potentially replace Johnson or Jewel or both if the Broncos move on? You know, it's very hard to to imagine. I think when we talk about free interesting, we talk about players from, you know, teams like the the Texans. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, why would you want to pick anyone from – I'm like, you can't think like that. Like, you have to look at – you know, even though that there are teams out there that struggle, you have to look at, okay, who are good players? Like, who stands out? Who flashes even though that the team is losing? I mean, the same could be said about the Denver Broncos there. I mean, so it's like looking at guys like Christian Kirksey, Reggie Ragland, when I look at what they were able to do in those defenses this year, they kind of stood out to me in a sense from their impact that they have. Now, can they come – in right away and obviously amplify right we talk about like the quarterback position being the one position where you need a guy that raises the tide for everybody else for all boats i mean i think you need to bring if you're going to bring in and spend money on anybody to do that i don't know if any of these guys maybe outside of Quan alexander uh, that would do that you know you mentioned reggie ragland christian kirksey i don't think that they move the needle in that sense i think Quan alexander you know even anthony barr i think they do here for this denver team and not to mention we always talk about the george payton ties here it does make sense if you look at it but you know sir i always, i want to throw another question to you is it better to build with guys just like jonas griffith Baron Browning and, and Justin Sternot, who's a young guy. I mean, we saw a lot of promise out of Jonas Griffith down the stretch of the season. He emerged as a really good player. I mean, I feel like you have some three really good young linebackers there. And look, no Reggie Herring. He's not returning his linebacker coach. So they're going to have a brand new position coach here this upcoming season. Do you build with these guys? 
I think that in the Broncos context right now, it's really hard for me, Cody, to sit here and say, no, I think that I think they should do that. I think they should build around those young guys. Or when you look at free agency, you look at guys that are maybe, you know, maybe not necessarily household names, but maybe it worthy of like a reclamation project tag or not, maybe not quite to that level. But like we saw Devondre Campbell this past season for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, they signed him for next to nothing in free agency. And then he becomes basically an all pro player in their defense. Why? Because you took a shot on a guy who was young. You took a guy, a shot on a guy who has traits and a guy who could play all three downs. And I feel like, you know, the Broncos have made investments in the linebacker position. Like they invested a third round pick in Baron Browning. They invested a sixth round pick in Jonas Griffith. So it's not like they, it's not like they haven't invested anything in these guys, whether it's financial or in terms of draft capital, obviously a fifth round pick that George Payton didn't necessarily spend, but on Justin Sternot as well. So I feel, and, and the draft picks that were spent on Kenny Young. So you've spent a variety of draft selections on these guys. I think now you kind of look at the financial and say, okay, let's bring as many of them back as we can, because we bought into these guys. You have to, you have to, you know, at Broncos country, as you're looking at this, you have to look at this as George Payton didn't draft or trade for these guys necessarily for Vic Fangio's defense. You know, he drafted and traded for these guys because he likes their talent, because he likes their yep. upside, because he feels like he, no matter who he brings in and the coaching staff, they can develop these kind of guys with these kind of traits. That's why we're constantly seeing George Payton go after guys with big time RAS, big time athletic score. So we know that he believes that, hey, I bring these guys in. I can bring in different coaches who can make their their skill set work for different schemes. So I think that, yes, we'll see the Broncos be aggressive in free agency, but maybe not necessarily at the linebacker position, given the current context of the team, unless it brings back a guy like Jewel or maybe Johnson, for sure Kenny Young, I think. And, and then obviously, like you mentioned, Micah Kaiser, kind of a no-brainer to come back for depth. What do you think, Broncos country? When you take a look at the Broncos free agents unrestricted, do you bring back Josie Jewel Alexander Johnson, Kenny Young, or do you look elsewhere? Let us know in the comment section down below here on YouTube. Tweet us at Cody Work NFL, at Sarah Benninger, at Lockdown Broncos. But Broncos country, that will wrap up today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, here from Los Angeles, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow's episode of the show, we're going to preview the cornerback position for free agency. Plus, you get a little bit of a preview of the big game on Sunday from our local experts on the biggest stories, the Rams, Bengals. You get a special preview at the end of tomorrow's episode. We're going to bring all that to you here on Lockdown Broncos. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Once again, you get this podcast free and available everywhere. You get your podcast. You can watch us here on YouTube. Both Sarah Bettinger and myself will be back tomorrow for a brand new episode, Locked on Broncos.